BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Your owner was a little bit excited today. He said y'all had $160,000 uh, toilets up in there. Got the bidet? They better have covered. one. At least oh, 100 yes. of them got to be bidets. <laughs> <laughs> Damn! Jack, tell, 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 I'm gonna stay your own business. <laughs> shit, Steve Barber, shit over here. Welcome to Podcast P, your favorite new hoop show, presented to you by Wave Sports and Entertainment. I'm your host, Paul George, PG13, and I got my guys right here. Dallas Rutherford, a.k.a. The White Stallion, and we also have... Jack it long and I never do you wrong, and I'm always going to give you something new, like a new song. I don't know. That was, that was a hard one. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Well, anyways, guys, this is a weekly show dropping every Monday for the rest of the NBA season. So make sure you go on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, and also turn on those post notifications at Podcast P Show. And also make sure you go follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Podcast P Show. Jackie, what do we have coming up on episode two? Come on, man. We wouldn't be Podcast P if we're not going to give you Podcast P. Come on. We're going to give y'all the real today. This is what we're going to give y'all. We're going to give y'all the top under 25 ballers in the NBA. Mm. I know who I'm picking. <laughs> They're going to be like, you already did that. But anyway, and we want to know how loyalty is in the NBA. Do you really stay with that team the whole time? Or do you go put a team together like NBA 2K? I'm just saying. You feel what I'm saying? And at the end of the day, we want to know who is the best two-way players in the NBA. I think I'm sitting with one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, P, I know you got some stuff to tell us, don't you? Woo! Stay tuned. <laughs> Stay tuned. Okay, real quick, before we get to our first topic, Jackie, I've got a question for you. Shoot. Do you like sports? Uh, yes. Okay. Do you like winning? Come on, Dallas. Uh, no, I don't like winning. Of course I like winning, man. Okay, okay, okay. Do you like money? <laughs> now you talking my language, baby. Of course I like that moolah. Moolah. <laughs> okay, okay. But have you heard of prize picks? Uh, Nah, but uh, won't you tell me, me and the audience a little bit about it because I don't know too much. Well, prize picks is a daily fantasy app. You pick two to six players, then pick if they will score more or less than their prize pick projection. You aren't competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Is it just for basketball? Oh, no. Prize pick offers projections on any sport that you watch, Jackie. Huh. So just like the people want to know, I want to know how much money do you win? You can win up to 25 times your money per entry. Hmm. And on top of all that... All first-time users that deposit and use our promo code PODCASTP will receive a 100% instant deposit matchup to $100. That means if you deposit $100, Prize Pick will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Prize Pick will give you $50. Cha-chi! We love y'all. We have to talk about the Clippers and this uh, little rough patch that you guys have been through. Mm -hmm. uh, you went on a five-game losing streak, and there's been uh, some adversity going on. 
what is what is he looking at? No, we just I'm just talking about the topic. Just listening okay, to the topic. Okay, okay. From so there's been going some adversity on. going on with your team uh, since Russ came uh, onto the team. You guys went on a five game losing streak. You snapped that the other night, mm-hmm. uh, which was a good must win type of game. You had a great performance a day before the podcast dropped. So I don't know if that was an intentional, but hey, <laughs> it worked out. But talk a little bit, uh, just a little bit about those struggles that you guys have had since All Star break. Uh, what do you guys? You you know, what do you feel like you guys need to fix in order to improve and get ready uh, for this playoff run? Yeah. In the beginning, it was tough because we got Russ and everything that was surrounding Russ at the time. And then we go on this losing streak. And so, of course, it was quick for everyone to try to blame Russ for it, which was was stupid because, you know, Russ honestly was playing. He played unbelievable. Like fun to watch. Elite. He was doing his thing. So it was tough to go through it while we were struggling with getting wins. The game against Sac, mm-hmm. right? First game. Yep. Double after overtime. The, after the break. Oh. Double OT. Like, how do we lose? <laughs> we we damn near score four hundred points between the both of us. Like, and we scored one one fifty. We had one fifty three at before the first OT. One fifty three. We could have won it. They made a crazy play, kick out for three. We're going to OT. So we should have won right there. So, you know, just that game in general, like we knew it was going to be a fast paced game just with the pace that Sacramento plays with is, you know, you can't mimic it. Like no amount of practice we did to get ready for them. Like you just can't mimic the speed they play at. Right. But we felt good. Like we haven't offensively gotten easy baskets like that in a long time. So when we added Russ, we was like, like I felt, while that game was going on, I was like, hey, this is this is this is it right here. Seeing the floor, man. He yeah. was pushing the ball. And we got a guy that can like, you know, he's looking for those mm-hmm. easy opportunities. So we're scoring it, and I'm like, yeah, the game, like this is this is what we needed right here. Like we we about to <laughs> blow every fucking team out. They just were scoring at a at a rate that like, like, damn, we cannot stop these dudes. Yeah. And like before you know it, like one one twenty, one thirty. 140. Why? 150. And it's like, it was like a, a heavyweight fight where you just, just. <laughs> I was getting tired. We ended up losing that one. Then we go, to, go Denver. to Denver. Another overtime game. Another OT another game. OT. And the way it started was the same way it started the last time we was in Denver when we was getting our ass kicked. They was up like, I don't know, 20, 25 in the first quarter on us. The first time we played there. So this time it's going in the same direction where we just couldn't make shots and they're going and you know, they're scoring at ease. And uh, we we ended up making our way back into the game. So I'm like, all right, if we could play well here, like we're good. You know what I mean? That's a tough place to win at is in Denver. The altitude and all of that stuff is a tough place to play. So that game is getting close. And then boom, you know. Move on to the Kings we, we again. We move on to the Kings again. So now we're, we're, we're still feeling good because we don't feel that far off. You know what I mean? We're losing against playoff teams in overtime like we're not that far off and this is a new group that we just put together after the all-star break so you know the kings again another close game get down to the wire lose at the end and and all of it is like now like my knee feels great now Mm -hmm. you know what i mean i know you mentioned that on uh your yeah, post-game interview you said that you felt a little lighter and you had a little bit more power power like good 
I feel great. I was going through a lot through the through the stretch. Now I start to feel. I, I'm starting to feel really good though. Yeah, I could definitely see you had a little more pep in your step. You were mm-hmm. playing a little bit more uh, aggressive, and I know you know this, but you can score on pretty much anyone in the NBA. You mm-hmm. can get to your spot. You can get your points. Uh, so watching you play aggressive, uh, I could just tell that you you were feeling good that game. I'm like, all right, you could just tell why you're dribbling the ball, the way you were putting your moves I feel like myself. But it looked like you were out there playing at the park, just having fun and doing your thing. But you you touched on it. You know, you guys got a lot of new pieces right now. Mm -hmm. So you bring on Russ, you bring on uh, Eric Gordon, Plumlee, and Bones. Talk about, you know, how has that been kind of meshing these guys in the latter end of the season, right before playoffs? A lot of people have their doubts and questions about that. Mm-hmm. But how do you feel you guys as a group are meshing right now? And what are you doing to uh, improve or speed that that gel yeah. that you guys need uh, up? The, the greatest thing about this team and adding the new addition guys is that like there's no assholes on the team. Like everybody is cool. Everybody is like on the same page when it comes to like, we got to figure this shit out together. Like we got to, we got to work this out together. Right. So that's, it's good that it starts there. And then now we've had some days off in between. We've had two days off in between to practice. So we, we really nipped a lot of stuff in the bud with these, these practice days. And um, I mean, when you add new guys mid season, like, you got you to realize like people are coming from other programs that do things totally different. Right. So they got to reprogram themselves to like the way they play. Yeah. Like it's got to be different now because you got to do different stuff for this team. You know what I mean? Of course. Not even on the on the court and off the court. On the they're court even and adjusting. Like, yeah. They're adjusting to personalities. They're adjusting to personnel. Like it's, it's going to take some time to gel and mesh. You know what I mean? Especially, you know, Eric's is in the starting lineup now. So like he's he's one of our starters. Mason's been starting because Azu's been injured. So like he's playing heavy. Like these aren't like just guys that's just being thrown in there. Mm-hmm. Like these are guys that are going to make impact for us. Right. Um and so it 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 is going to take a little time for them to kind of reprogram. Like we're doing stuff and they're like, "Damn, like we do this and we did this in Charlotte or like we did this in Houston or you know, Denver, it was like this, like, so it's, it takes a little bit for them to reprogram and get up to speed to how we do things and how we play defense and our concepts and our, you know, you know, play calling. Um, so it, I think it just, it just took a little minute, but I think, I think us going through that patch of playing close games and losing those definitely is going to pay off. Like we'll figure out how to win those games, Yep. but you know, it, it was raining in LA and when it rains it <laughs> <Man>. pours. And <laughs> yeah, bro. I was watching, man. Those games is we just went through the storm and it's like, man, so now you guys have four home games coming up. And I know you're always on the road and the NBA schedule is just crazy to me. I don't know how you guys do it, but talk a little bit about, you know, this four game stretch. These are some important games right now mm-hmm. as far as seating goes. Uh how do you feel about just being home and having these four games here ahead of you? Yeah, we f- we feel pretty good. Um, like our, our schedule is tough. Like we got one of the hardest schedule in terms of the teams that we play. Mm. So you can look at it one or two ways. Like this is a good prep going into playoffs. You know what I mean? And, and you need like this type of challenge. You know, I I think this is going to build character in our team to get through these games. Um, and, and, you know, help prepare ourselves for when playoff comes. Cause like it's, it's not going to be easy, especially out West. 
so many good teams out west. Like it's it's going to be a grind. So I think this is a good like we got to look at these four games as as a playoff uh, uh, matchup right here and take these games serious. So you guys went on that five game losing streak. I know probably the locker room uh, probably could have been down a little bit as a leader when you got this group and you guys want to make this championship run. You know, how do you guys or how do you keep, you know, the team spirits up and kind of, you know, how do you balance that for uplifting your guys in the locker room? But Mm -hmm. at the same time, you know, you got to uplift yourself as well. Talk Mm -hmm. about that balance a little bit and how you keep a positive attitude in the locker room. Yeah. And this will go back to why I thought the signing of Russell Westbrook was like so important. Mm -hmm. Right. Because Russell's like greatest one of his greatest quality is his ability to just keep people connected. And so when we were going through that, he was first one like, yo, we're going to get through this. Like, just, yo, keep going. We're going to, we just got to just turn it up, like stay positive. Yep. And so that's how I always look at things anyways. Like, so when I'm breaking it down, like, yeah, losing sucks. It's hard to go through a losing streak, but I'm always positive about things. And so, you know, I knew to stay positive on it. I knew that we were going to get through it. I knew it was small fixes that we need to make, but it was just keeping everybody else on the same page. Like, we can't crack. As a leader on the team, I didn't allow myself to crack. Kawhi didn't crack. Uh, Russ didn't crack. You know what I mean? We just stayed solid through it. And it was it was more so just like, yo, this is unacceptable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it starts with your leaders. And... um you know, it just, you know, came like, all right, I need to spend more time in the gym. I started staying longer. You know what I mean? Started getting more shots up. Uh, starting to start it because and this is when my knee started to feel good. So this was like, all right, now I need to start testing it. And so I just went through a, a ton of stuff to test the knee because it started feeling better. And I, I'm like, oh, OK, I'm, I'm starting to feel myself again. Like, so I just went through a ton of stuff to test it out. So that, you know, when it came to the games, like, like, I know I'm good. Like, I can try these things now. So it was honestly, bro, it was just, you know, us locking arms, like pretty much basically what we was doing is locking arms, like say, yo, we got to step this shit up. This is unacceptable. It didn't look like anyone was pointing fingers. And that's one bright takeaway from it, at least from when I'm watching it going, okay, they're not, you know, they're not self-imploding here. Mm -hmm. They're trying to figure it out. It's just, hey, things weren't going your way. The Mm -hmm. ball wasn't bouncing your way. I heard, you know, because I read today that y'all went to go visit the new arena. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I heard that. I know y'all. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Y'all, uh, owner, Mr. Steve Barmer got paper. So, <laughs> you know, I know he's big dog. So I want you to tell me a little bit what you see. Like how the suites is looking. Is it marble <laughs> floors? Because your owner was a little bit excited. He said y'all had $1,160,000 uh, toilets up in there. 160000 or some toilets. We got, got 1,100 toilets. It's crazy. It's that much crazy. shit and doo-doo going on up in here, huh? <laughs> I mean, A lot dang. of doo-doo's being made. 
in Into a Dome. Man, tell us about this arena. Doodle please. being made into a dome. How do you check in when you go into here? Huh? They got the bidet. They're gonna have. They gotta have a bidet. They gotta have. They better have, have one. At least, at least a hundred. Got no, no toilet paper. A hundred of them gotta be bidets. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah. So you know. Jack will be. Tell us. Jack, Jack, why you keep going to the restroom? They ain't gotta use the bathroom. Where about it? Stay in your own business. <laughs> <laughs> shit, Steve Barber, shit over here. Yeah, no, nah, it was, it was nice though. It was nice, like, to see it starting to come together. The roof is on top of it. The structure inside is built out. Like, all of it is still metal and concrete. So, like, nothing is really applied in it yet. But, you know, we can see the space that, you know, where everything is going to be. There's, like, there's five full court basketball courts in there. Are you serious? Five. How is the parking when y'all go in? So, we're underground. Okay. Where our parking is underground. We got our own special VIP parking. But then he's got two other separate big structures for parking, right? Five basketball courts. So it's two practice courts, the main court. Then there's like an outside court for, you know, fans to come and play. There's a big screen where they can watch the game outside while we're playing. And then there's like another one that he can put like for communities, like say AAU games can go on there. Like it's it's just a community court for people to use. That's and then, dope. yeah. Where does dude get this money from? Like this, just doing stuff Microsoft. Like Dang. Come on. So wait, wait, wait. How, okay. What else did you see over there? You got the parking lot. How many, how many people, how many people can hold? How many people can hold? I'm not sure. I'm not sure the, the the max capacity, but he's using it for entertainment as well. Like it's not. Oh, just he gonna make money out of it, of course. You got every to, day. When do you guys? He move told in? us about 2024. That's when it'd be available. That's when it's available. 2024 season. Wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next year. <laughs> he got some crazy. Uh, so like, how the locker room? The locker room. The space is dope. The space is dope. It's gonna be humongous. The space is gonna be humongous. Like way, way different than Staples or crypto. Always, right, right. Yeah, crypto, I always say crypto. it's forever Staples to me. Yeah, right. Uh, but the space is crazy. The craziest shit about the arena is the concession. So he's got cameras all around. So like when you go and buy stuff, like you go get some chips or something to drink, like you don't pay for it. There is like you got to sign up and and put all your information in but That's it has you it has your face scan from the moment you walk into the arena. Oh my goodness. So, so you, you just pick up and grab whatever you want and when you walk out it checks you out automatically. Oh. So your credit card information already All of that is already down. Like have they have your YT. face scanned already down. You just go to the game. So you just, just grab your stuff and you just go walk out and it checks you out just like that. Steve Ballmer cannot the whole logic behind it is job. like he don't want you to miss no part of the game. Like he don't want that's why there's so many bathrooms. Oh, that's that's actually He don't want you waiting in line smart. for bathrooms. He don't want you waiting in line for concessions. There's 199 clocks in there, so you're gonna know exactly like the time. I sound like Steve. Yeah, now. Like, like, <laughs> like, bro, how do I invest? Like <laughs> did you go to his office? Did nah, we didn't we office? didn't we didn't see his office space. I bet his office is crazy. Yeah. That is nuts. But it's dope. It's going. It's humongous in there. It looked like a mini sofi. Like it looked like mini sofi in there. Y'all right next to us? Well, no. Which one y'all next to the forum? We right by. We Our well, we sofa. right we right across from the forum. But I mean, sofi is right, right there. Right. Yeah, right, that's gonna be nice. It's all down, it's all next to everything. So speaking of toilets, Jackie, I got a one one quick story I'd like to share with you and a couple of the viewers. I think Paul has heard this story before, but. One time when he was uh, he was playing in Indiana, probably like year two or year three or something like that. But 
I was at the game, you know, I had the family pass. I was feeling good. Like, this is awesome. Like, oh, look at my friend out there. He's playing basketball. This is great. You know, I'm having a good time. So, it's end of the game and all the family is down in this room. And I'm like, man, I got to go to the bathroom. So, I asked one of the security guys. I'm like, hey, where's the bathroom down here? And he's like, it's, it's down the hall to the left. So, I'm like, all right, cool. So, I walk over there. I open up this bathroom. And Jackie, it's the smallest bathroom I've ever seen, okay? Like, it's no bigger than this set. It's like a toilet and two urinals. I'm like, this is weird. Like, this is this is how they treat these guys down here? Like, yeah. this is like, this is disgusting. <laughs> hey, like, I would not want to, you know, in, anyways. So, I go, I go use the restroom. I got to go pee. Right. So, I'm going pee. I hear the door open up. And the bathroom is so small. So, I'm like, man, like, hopefully this guy doesn't go, you know, <laughs> drop a deuce or something like that. And I don't want to make weird eye contact with him in the right, bathroom. Right. So, I'm like, all right, let me, you know, you just, you know, holding, looking at the wall. Like, all right, let me get this out. He comes up next to me and I'm like, okay, now you just know someone's standing next to you. Yeah. I still haven't looked at him. And all of a sudden he goes, hey, did, did you pee on the floor? <laughs> I was like. No. And so, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was definitely hitting my target. Right. Um, and I went like this. Guess who it was? Who was it? Larry, Larry Bird. Larry Bird. Ooh. I said, Larry, I, that was not me. It was there when I got in here. <laughs> Big dog Larry And Bird. so, now my friends make fun of me and they said that I peed on Larry Bird's foot. You should have pressed him. <laughs> You should have pressed him. But that's how I met Larry Bird, dude. dude the- <laughs> I'd have pressed him. Like, so what if I did? Yeah. Do something. And then he's like, who are you here with? He had no clue. I'm like, I'm Paul's friend. He's like, oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, who is this Larry guy? Larry Bird, hilarious. He took that out of my check. Yeah, okay. No, like, <laughs> All right, I want to show love to like the next up and coming stars that are under 25. Because we got a lot of elite talent coming up. Like, once we get up out their way, it's – they stars now. Like, they got star power now. Like, who are some of the guys that aren't, like, all-stars, aren't well-known, under 25 that you'll put on, like, your watch list? Like, you enjoy watching when they play. Listen, he only went to one all-star. Okay? He's supposed to be this year, but he didn't go this year. I don't know why, but Lamelo, Lamelo Ball, man, <laughs> he the future, man. He hey, the, I love you, Bunky. You you always show Cali love. You I show got Cali to, love. man. I just like Lamelo because, of course, they store his story. Mm-hmm. But as as a young, like new generation of a uh, player that's coming up, mm-hmm. he already had the startle. Mm-hmm. of doing it so he already knew how to take in the NBA mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying it wasn't something that you look at he's not he, he's not used to this or something he's been right. used to this so to see him on the court in the way that he plays like he's entertaining right. first of all right you know what I'm saying and it's like he, he doesn't is. he doesn't play like soft at no moments he's at always all. playing hard he's always that's, going 100 that's so. why I, I like I like to watch LaMelo too because it's it's something like he's one of those players that like he it's it's magic every time he's on the court. Yeah, like, got it. Nothing he does is no basic. Fear. No fear. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're you're you don't know what to expect when you see him on the court. Like yep. and so he he's definitely special. That's, Give me someone that's not on the radar. That's kind of one of the guys that are ultra talented that isn't probably on everybody's radar is Jaden McDaniels mm. in Minnesota. Okay. Okay. I haven't watched him too much, game. but I'll have to. Great defender, good feet, quick hands. Two or three? What's his? What's his? What position? Does he's he play? a three because Anthony Edwards. Okay, who's a stud, but we we know yeah. how great he is. So he he, he plays the three, huh? That's one. 
Anthony, <laughs> Anthony Edwards. Edwards. He a dog, yeah. but we know about him. I'm gonna like, go on the opposite end of the spectrum. I mean, that that that's a good one. I got to give credit to another white stallion in the NBA and a guy I actually really enjoy watching. And I'd love your I'm thoughts. Try to on guess. Him. I'm gonna try to guess. And he's under 25. Yep. Got to be under 25. Underrated. And I think he plays his role really well. And I think he competes and he plays hard. And Is he I a big. Nope. He's a guard. Pritchard. I love. I, okay. Okay. <laughs> I was thinking about saying him. That guy can hoop. How old is Pritchard? I don't know how old he is, but that's not who I was going to pick. I was going to pick the Austin Reeves. Okay. I think he can shoot the ball, but what I like about him, he competes. And that's my favorite. I like players that like to go out and compete. And I think he might not be the most athletic guy out there. A Laker. Laker, He knows the game. He plays hard. He fits his role with LeBron. So that's a guy I like. And then Jordan Poole. He, Jordan he, Poole he, is he's special. Up next. He's he's Golden State. Bro, their scouting it? is because Kaminga is yeah, a dog. He's gonna be really good. Jordan Poole is is already special. And I got to shout out Jordan Poole because I didn't see I didn't see the vision from year one to year two. Okay, like if you ask me, and and don't hate me, Jordan Poole. If you if you ask me after watching him the first year, if he was gonna be good, I would have told you like, no, nah, I don't see it. Mm. But I, I guess you you don't have a choice but to 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 learn and be a sponge and and raise your game. You get to play with Steph Curry, Steph Curry Clay Thompson. Like, oh. Bro, he, so when I seen him year two, I was like, wow. <laughs> He's I, not- I, I I literally was like. Like, damn, it's three of them now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's what it looks like. Yeah. I mean, this guy is, I mean, Steph's been out Dope. for a couple games, and man, he has stepped up, no, and I was, he's worth every penny that I was they're blown, playing Yeah, him. no, Dope. every penny, every penny. He's a star. He's, a, he's, he's on a, the G League, too, right? The, the, I don't think he I mean, he might have. He might have. Was he? Yeah. he was from yeah. G League. Yeah, yeah, he, he hey, might have. There you go, Jackie. He's a young guy, so he's, yeah. Do your homework, do your homework. But he's elite. Jonathan Kaminga's elite. We got to give credit to Paolo Banchero in in Orlando. Yep, he's, he's gonna good. be. Good. He's gonna be good. Like Real he's good. a dog. It's crazy for I, how young he is and how how well he's producing. Like putting up twenty a night, you know. Yeah, and and, and he's looking like a leader as, as a year one guy. Do you look at these young guys and go, man, they're really skilled? Because you see, kind of from generation to generation, these players just get more skilled. It seems like they get more athletic. Um, and there's pros and cons to how the game's evolving. But like, do you see that in those young guys? Like, man, these kids are young and they're like, do you feel Absolutely. that? Like, man, what are what were they doing in Absolutely. high school? What were they doing in college? To- Absolutely. I mean, you look at like, and this is another under 20, 25 guy. You look at like Jalen Green, yeah. right? It's- With how explosive, how athletic he is. His skill set, like, he can do it all. You know what I mean? He can do it all. So, the game is definitely, like, years from – and it's only going to, like, get better. Guys are going to jump even higher. Guys going to be even more faster, going to be even more explosive. Like, their skill set is going to just keep improving, like, to where the game, I feel, is going to, like the, – the game has got to change at some point. Like, there's got to be something that implement that, – that's, you know, implemented based off of – how good these, you know, these kids are getting. So, P, I know your MVP pick for this year. 
was Jason Tatum. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, a super talented, super young, and I see a lot of resemblance in his mm-hmm. game and yours. Talk another, about another how, under 25 guy. Talk too. about how that is. I know you kind of tried to resemble Kobe and looked up to him, and I'm sure Jason Tatum looked up to you. Talk about how it's just looking at this kid and being like, man, he he's talented. Yeah, it's dope to see the influence my game had on his game um, because when I watch him and I and I break down his, you know, his dribble cadence, you know, his step backs, his rhythm, like I see a lot of myself in in him. And, you know, it's it's dope to see. And and for me, it's like like that's what you want as an older player. You want to see the younger players take whatever I gave him and take it further mm-hmm. for the next one that's coming after him. You know what I mean? And that's what I see in, in Tatum's game that he's ta- he's taking it to another level. You know what I mean? Like, and, and he's so explosive. He's so strong. He was a lot, he's a lot bigger than, than what I was at his age already. Mm-hmm. And um, like, I, I, I love watching his game. Like it, it is like watching a younger version of me, the way he moves his, his mannerisms on the court. Like again, just the way he, you know, his his package as far as his handle goes, like everything is is I see myself in. So, you know, it's 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 dope. It's dope to watch from afar. And uh, you know, he's he's one of my, my favorite, you know, young players in the league. Yeah, well, maybe we'll get him on the podcast, you know? Jason oh, Tatum, JT. if you're watching this, dude. JT, we might have to get him in the summer or something. P. You know, just want to put it out there. You have a bigger couch, you can sit somewhere. Have a bigger couch. You big we got you. <laughs> so we talked about some of the young guys in the NBA. Uh, we got a lot of stars and we we have to talk about it. It's been in the news all over uh, the things going on with Ja Morant. And uh, in my opinion, he's young. You know, people make mistakes. But you've been there, a young guy in the NBA, started making a lot of money. You got a lot of different people, you know, in your pockets, this, this and that. You kind of have to cut your circle a little bit. Mm-hmm. What, you know, positive encouragement uh, would you give to Ja right now? I think the positive encouragement I would give to him is, uh, you know, first he came out and made the statement apologizing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's first step. One thing I don't want him to be is not himself. Mm-hmm. Like we we gotta respect who he is as a person. So I don't I don't want him to to now Have shape to be someone that he's not. Say just, this, say right, this, say just that. because the microscope is is on him like he's gonna have to cut ties with some people and i think as a as a young kid that's maturing and and growing up and and becoming a man like you'll realize some people are good for you and some people aren't and that's part of life there's no love loss it's 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 part of maturation as a man like Mm -hmm. you want to grow the the plan is to always grow yeah. And so I think he's going through that phase and understanding that like I I can't have the influence that I have around me because I'm someone that's putting the influence on the next generation. Right. It's a deep hole that he's got to climb out of. Um when you get that rap as what people want to label him label him as now as a gangster and hearing uh Skip call him a crip him and a crip. like <laughs> I think they I think he's taking it too far like you're you're really you're really, you know, putting dirt on 
you know, a messy situation when now you're trying to label him as a gang member. You know, yeah. skip. He made bad decisions. Somebody. Everybody's <laughs> made skip they bad career, decisions. Skip they life. He just always trying to skip. He somebody. always trying to skip somebody's life. Skip your ass about it. The the the, the gr- shit was skip. <laughs> skip ass about it. In the grand scheme of things, we all make mistakes. We've all had to learn from mistakes that we've made. Ja is no different. If I'm out somewhere, if it's me, Dallas, YT, A1, I can go down the line of our homies. Mm-hmm. If we see your big, tall, ugly feet ass wet, <laughs> carrying a gun, doing it, I know. I don't, Somebody's going to I'm not going to be scared to, if right. you get mad at me right. or tell me, Jack, shut up. I got this. Right. No. I'm going to say, P. Put that up. Right. Get that to somebody that's the security of the knucklehead. Right. Let me let me get that. It's just yeah. period. If I know, like, if if I'm his homie and I'm in his circle and I know we having drinks and we, and we lit, like, I'm not going to let you get on. Drinking. I'm not going to let you get yeah. on your phone Everybody can't drink. and broadcast <laughs> it publicly. I'm not even going to let you get to that point. Yeah. I, they're kids. I, I mean, he, he he's they're so young. And I, I agree that he needs to whatever have have someone probably should say something to him. But, you know, a lot of guys have, you know, yes men around them and uh, they're just kind of living it up with them. And those are the ones who got to really, go. I, I agree. The yes men. At the end of the day, I think he's going to get out of this. It is going to take some time. Absolutely. But just like what you said. Yeah. People make mistakes. You know, the guy has all the talent in the world. Too much and, talent. Um, this is just, just got to be a wake up call for him. Like, because yeah. it's unfortunately, it's been other incidents that he's been linked to. You know what I mean? Like, this isn't the first incident that he's just been had the to. one with Shannon Sharp and his daddy in them on the court. It's oh. well, that was more. Uh, yeah, but he, he, he was in Mem- or Dylan Brooks and oh, yeah. Shannon going at it. Right. Yeah, let's see. It, it was. It was. But it's love here, kid. Yo, we pulling for we you, Josh. Josh still want your shoes. Yeah, we it's love here, <laughs> we man. We we support the future of what you're gonna come out of this as. Like we stand behind you on on your future. Um, but it's it's it's, it's gonna be tough. It'd be all right. All right, we're gonna we're gonna move on, and we want to talk about loyalty in the NBA. And you see it all the time. Uh, guys are switching teams, demanding trades. We've seen a lot of that happen uh, as of recent. But there are some pros and some cons with staying, you know, with one team. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to ask you just kind of a quick trivia question: mm-hmm. Who has the longest tenure in the NBA with the current team right now? Right now. Damn, well, Udonis. Okay, yeah, and who's uh, number two? Who's been on their team the longest? Damian Lillard. Steph Curry, 14 years. Steph, I forgot Which is about crazy. Steph. Kobe played in L.A. for 20 season. I think John Stockton did as well. Then you have guys like Tim Duncan for 19 season. Mm-hmm. Just talk to me a little bit about loyalty in the NBA. Loyalty in the NBA, it, it goes like it's, it's – because you got guys, like you said, that obviously money is a big part of – the reason you would stay with a team, right? And that and that's what moved people. Like, mm-hmm. and then you got guys that like want to do it because like they want to be moved because like, all right, my time here is up. I can no longer longer give more to this team because I'm just not there. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And I think it's 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 totally fine. Like, I think it's totally fine. Like, and, and this is case by case. Like, if if it's a player. And they, the organization's doing right by them. Steph Curry situation. Organization's doing right by them. They're they're drafting the right way. They're bringing talent around them. Your your indecisions on you know 
free agents or where the team is going future wise, then like I, I get it. I see no like why would that player leave? Like he's he knows he's a part of that franchise. Right. You know what I mean? And then, you know, it's other situations where the player doesn't feel like I have that kind of input or I have that kind of, you know, seat at the table with right. the organization mm-hmm. for me to be like, you know what? I'm I'm all in. Like that player right. may very well be on trade call conversations. He may be on you know, hot seat of of getting out of there. So it, it's so much stuff that goes into this whole loyalty behind an organization. Like I, I don't I don't like when people like think players is copping out because they want to go play elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Like you're entitled to do what makes you happy. And I think that's what exactly. fans, media should honor first like yeah. you know what i mean yeah i think it, it applies to the real you know people that have normal jobs like myself like if i'm not happy with where i'm working yeah i have every right to go you know choose to work somewhere else and i think the flip side is it's on the organizations too it's mm-hmm. not always everyone just looks at the players and thinks they're the bad guys for wanting out but you don't see all the behind the scenes things mm-hmm. you don't know the conversations that have gone down with mm-hmm. the gm or the coaches and things of that nature mm-hmm. so i think that the responsibility of loyalty it does go both ways so i'm glad that you kind of touched on yeah. you know the organization aspect of it because that's really important you want to be working somewhere where, where they happy. want you there too where they you know want I mean? you there where you happy where you there do what you do. where you feel like you fit happy. best makes you, happy. you know what i mean fit is everything in the nba mm-hmm. you know what i mean there's guys that don't play well because of the situation they're in and there's guys that play very well because of the situation that they're in so fit is everything like you like all right so if you if <laughs> if an american right if a, if a person same job two different pays in 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 two different cities, right? Okay. You think I'm gonna be mad at you for leaving? Like, say we're coworkers, and it, and you're you're getting transferred to another another location. You think I'm gonna be mad at you because you're going to another location to make more? I'm gonna be like, bro, you, we grinding over here. Like, <laughs> You ain't well, gonna grind well, with me. I think you'd want at least a heads up if 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 if, if it's a genuine friendship. I'm playing devil's advocate a little yeah, bit, yeah, but yeah. I get what you're saying. I completely agree. So yeah, it, it it is funny that people they get upset about these players moving, but like I know people that have had five different jobs in the past mm-hmm. five last years, and it's like no one's given you any mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. flack for wanting to move jobs. So mm-hmm. it definitely definitely yeah. is an interesting yeah. thought. So you've been you've played on a few different teams now. Uh, Indiana, Oklahoma, and now the Clippers. Kind of talk about your experience during those types of, whether it was trade talks, whether you requested to be moved, you know, you have experience. What -hmm. what advice would you give to a player maybe right now that isn't quite happy in their current situation? Because I do think there's a right way to go about it Mm -hmm. and there's a wrong way to go about it. So I remember like being a rookie and somebody told me like, don't forget you play for 29 other teams. You know what I mean? And and when he told me that like I didn't I didn't really quite understand where he was coming from. But as I matured, like I figured out like oh, okay, like I'm playing for the rest of the league. Like all the GMs talk, every team talk. And so you don't want to leave a bad impression on the organization, on the city, on the fans. Whatever I do, it's going to go back to every other team. Mm-hmm. And so that that always stuck with me on like my approach, how I got ready for games, how I approach games, you know, how hard I played, like how I practiced, 
how I interacted with front office, how I interacted with, you know, ticket sales or media or trainers. Like I, I gave everybody the utmost respect because like you don't know. You you don't know if a, if an organization want to move you like that, they'll move you like that. Like it's right. that easy for them if you don't fit what they what their image is like they can move you like that so my advice to the young players is 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 just take that approach that you play for 29 other teams in the league and everybody talks p you're known as being one of the best two-way players in the nba you play offense and you play defense and you got guys like Giannis and Kawhi that also do the same who would you put in your Mount Rushmore or maybe your top five of guys that play on both ends of the floor as the best all-time two-way players in the NBA? Best all-time. My top five, I'm going to go by position. Okay. Right? Point guard, who you got? Point guard, I'm going to go GP. Okay. And GP for, for that tenacity that he played with on the defensive end. Okay. And, I mean, offensively, he could score it. Post work. Post work. He was, you know, he was stocky. Like he, he, he played with that, that, that power and thrust at the point guard position. That, that was, you know, uh, somebody that I, I used to watch um, and and liked how he guarded. As shooting guard, I'm gonna go with the goat MJ. <laughs> Got to do that. That's you know the obvious. Like he inspired my idol Kobe, and my idol Kobe inspired me. So I'm gonna go with MJ at the two, at the three. Gotta go me. Gotta go you. <laughs> Gotta go Who else me. you gonna go? Come on. You know, I feel like when, you know, healthy and, you know, locked in, I think I'm up there with the best uh, to play both ends. At the four, my power forward, I'm gonna go KG. I'm gonna go KG. That's KG a was one. a dog. That's both a ends. Intensity every night. Every night. Brought it. Brought it. Uh-huh. Um, And then at my five, I gotta go with... I gotta go with with the dream. I gotta go with the dream. Like he was, he was a lockdown and a post, positional protecting the paint, and he was just the best on the block. Like yeah. offensively, so gifted. He was a great combination of both. So that that's that's my my five. Okay. If I go position wise, that's not a bad five. Bunky, who like? Well, I want to hear your list. Yeah, this is gonna be a nasty lineup. I, I guarantee all of them plays for the Lakers. My point guard. <laughs> my point guard. I was gonna say Gary Payton because I love Gary. When he Payton. was with the Lakers, cap. No, when he was for the Sonics, <laughs> okay. the Seattle SuperSonics. I always loved Gary Payton. Okay. My two will, of course, be Michael Jordan. Okay. My three, I would definitely put you in there, P. Okay. Definitely got to put you in there. Come on. My four. That's a hard one. Because I love Kevin Garnett, but I would definitely, definitely go with Tim Duncan mm-hmm. on that one. It's hard for me to 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 put centers in defense because they just run up and down the court and they just block. Mm-hmm. So that's it's defense. Like, <laughs> no, but I'm saying like to move around, like how you how you picked uh, yeah. a King Lodge one who did more stuff. But yeah, it's I pick I put Shaq. Put Shaq. So P, it's been ten years. Since your breakout 2012-13 season, when you was getting selected to your first NBA All-Star game, you jumped from, what, 12 points, 2 assists, 5 rebounds per game. What, that, that year before you had the, what, 17, 4 assists and 8 rebounds per game? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. See, I didn't know how your stats up. Uh, you on it. <laughs> Tell me a little it. bit about that, man, about your first time. You was on it. So the backstory, all right, leading up to that breakout year, right, I'm a young guy on the team, rookie year. My veterans were 
you know, Darren Collison, uh, Dante Jones, Danny Granger, Brandon Rush, right? So we in the locker room and I tell him, like, give me two, three years, I'm going to be an all-star. Whole locker room bust out <laughs> laughing, right? No bullshit. Whole locker room crying like, yo, you think it's that easy? I'm like, give me two, three years, I'm going to be an all-star. All right, so now I'll go to my 2012-2013 season, Danny Granger gets hurt. So now, like, it's my time. You know what I mean? It's it's my turn to prove what I'm capable of. So I just remember, like, and, and always every summer I work on something to get better at. Like, I, I used to use my whole summer. When season was over, literally a couple days after that, I was back in the gym, and I was just working on, like, Whatever it was, whether I need to get better off my handle, my pick and roll, uh, my shooting, like I always tried to bring something back, you know what I mean, and and use my summers the the right way. So I came back that season. Um, Danny got hurt, and I knew like, all right, at this point, like I'm not gonna let the franchise down. Like I've been building and working my ass off for this. So I put, you know, all that I worked on, I put it everything into that year, and um. Man, my my teammates, like, it was almost like they knew, like, they knew, like, Danny passed the torch. Like, it's this kid's turn. <laughs> and everything about it, I just I just led with confidence. And, uh, you know, I just – I wasn't scared in the moment. I wasn't shying from the moment. Um, I was I was ready. Like, I was ready for that time. I want to know who them players that was laughing at you. <laughs> That's what I want to know. It would, where they, what do you yeah, mean? Where they the at? Who was laughing at like, you? Like, who thought it was funny said, that you were nah, saying? Don, you I'm, were telling you, I'm, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Dante uh, Jones. Darren Collison. Dante Jones. Darren <laughs> Collison. B. Rush. Don, uh, Danny Grant. Like, they always in the locker room. Like, yeah, what y'all got to say now? Pete, look at did, me now. Did yeah, they look do? at us now. So, Pete, we want to know that same year, you that was the year when you won Most Improved Player Award, right? Mm -hmm. And that was the same year. But you know what? I don't want to ask you two questions. I'm going to just ask you that one first. How was it winning the most improved for The most in, uh, approved for I can't even say it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The most okay, improved award. Most, you're good. You're good. Most improved award. It was awesome, man. It was awesome because I felt like it wasn't just me that was accepting that award. Like, mm. it was Coach Frank for allowing me and giving me that opportunity, right? It was for the, the organization accepting me as the next player up. It was the front office putting me in position by drafting me and, and, and getting me there. Um, it was like my whole training crew that was with me that summer. It was my, like, I was, when I accepted that, it was like everybody involved, like, had a piece of that and, and have ownership of that because I, like, literally put a lot of work in. I put a ton of work in that summer, just working on my body, working on my game, uh, trying to be more efficient from behind the three-point line. Um, and so when I won it, like, it was like, all right, like, there's no going back from here. You know what I mean? Like, I, I found, like, it was, it was, it was basically a stamp for the work that I'm doing. Like, okay, you, you feel like, like you found off. the recipe. Right, right. You know what I mean? It, I found the recipe to get better. And you add something every year and eventually you'll be the player you want to be. So, it was it was almost like a stamp for for the work that I was so putting. Them in. kids out there get that most improved player. It means a lot now. It means Look, a lot. It, it, it's different it's type special, of motivation. Special, yeah, it's a special. It's a special. You know, where company. you got that award at? I have it. My parents had it for a long time, but 
parents are always trying to keep a They're always trying to keep a <laughs> word. <laughs> My daddy know it say his name on it, so he think it's his. <laughs> so he can say it's his. Oh, I got I won't that. believe this. Yeah, Damn. I actually won't believe this. this. He, finally, he, gave you that one, he gave that one back to he me. He gave that one back to me, so Come I got on, it. Pops. That same year, that's when you uh played the Heat. Mm-hmm. Against Bron and D-Wade and that whole little... Built, built, built the bear team. Yeah, <laughs> that's when that's when I uh, it was almost called team. what I want to call you. Yeah, finals P. Finals P. I almost finals. was. Oh man, you took them to what game seven? I think. Like, wasn't that game seven y'all I went think, to? Yeah, game seven. I think it was game seven that 2012. Come on, season. P. Tell me what you almost was becoming finals P. How was that? That was that was my coming out party. Like that was my coming out party, and that's when I like that's when I knew like all right, I'm here. Like. I'm playing against Bron, the best in the world at the time. I'm playing against D-Wade, elite, Chris Bosh, elite. Like, and and we were like, you know, no names compared to who they were. You know what I mean? Like, we was just, America, I felt like, fell in love with us because we was like the blue-collar team mm-hmm. that did things the right way. We played hard. You know, there there was no, like, persona around us. Like, everybody was just one. And so, I, I felt like, we just became either it was it was like either you love what LeBron and, and Miami Heat were and and the you know the star power there, or you love the blue collar like you you love this story. It was it was two stories and yeah. we they had theirs and we had ours. Right. And so I felt like the world was choosing up, and a lot of them chose. You know, we had a good support system behind the group that we had, and um. Man, it was fun though. It was fun. Like I got better. I learned a lot from from myself. I learned a lot. I think the team learned a lot about who we were, and we just, you know, we piggybacked from there going into the next season. The next season, we was the number one team in the East. Mm-hmm. How was, fun was that atmosphere? Almost, baby. Oh, that had was, to have been. You know, I don't think in college you didn't play in many big mm-mm. games, and I know the dunk you had in that series. To me, it reminded me of the dunk that you had in college, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you're familiar with that dunk, the one that was Saint on Mary's ESPN. Dunk. I'll yeah. never forget it. I was watching at home like, yeah, Pete, no way. Like, this is it. Yeah. He made it. Yeah. Uh, but that dunk reminded me of that dunk. But what was that atmosphere like? The Just atmosphere. The, the biggest stage yeah, that you could bro. be on. The atmosphere was crazy. <clears throat> and I, I've been under the radar my whole career, my whole life in, in, in when it comes to basketball. I've, I've just been under the I've, – I've always been in the shadow. You know what I mean? From in Palmdale, Teosha's little brother, like college – small mate or small you know uh school not much recognition and then nba like up until that point you know what i mean of course you're an nba player so you're you're going to be seen for you know being in the nba but being in that series and watching like it was the most media i have ever seen in my life it was it was just everywhere you went like being in Indiana, like we were superstars in Indiana. <laughs> you were, and I, and that was new to me. Like that was the stardom was new to me. Like I, I, it, it used to trip me out. I could be anywhere and be like, yeah, I could go there. Like they right. ain't gonna know who I am. Soon as I walk in, yo, that dunk on Birdman was crazy, <laughs> and it was, it just, you know what I mean. It just that just became who who I was now. Like everybody recognized me for for that moment and. Oh, and then you dapped up Bron half court, like yeah. LeBron was like respect, respect. Yeah, he yeah. His respect. Now it was. Oh, that was and they, did they still give you that same respect in Indiana? 
when you go out there just to go visit? Hell no. Nah. No, not at all. Hell no. Probably. You would have thought I was You couldn't go to the restaurant and get no free food no more, huh? Couldn't get no free I can't meal get no, no free meal. They like get your ass up out here. <laughs> you leave us, P. That's what it is. Leave us, P. I get it, man. The hate, the hate. <laughs> you leave us, P. The hate comes. <laughs> Forget you, P. <laughs> uh, the hate, the hate. To me, it feels like it's it's love at the end of the day. You know what I mean? I I, I genuinely feel as much as you know they aren't happy with how things went about. I think it's. They they hate the they boo me because it's at the end of the day it's love like and I still got love there I hung banners there you know what I mean exactly. it, it ain't championships but when you look up in you know the arena you look up up top we got banners that right. you know a special group that formed there and so you know I, I'll always be grateful for the time that I was there. See, so all we need to know. And speaking of love, we want to send our love and prayers to David Benner. You mm-hmm. know, that was one of the the, the great uh, announcers in Indiana over there. And uh, Pete, won't you tell us a little bit of your relationship with him? Yeah, D. Benner, man, he was like, if you could identify with someone that was just your 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 favoriteest coworker. <laughs> Like that, that's who that we was. <laughs> we already know who that is. <laughs> that that was like D. Benner. Like on on, I can I can have a rough day, or like things just ain't going my way that day. I'm tired, my body is hurting, and and it was like instantly when I seen Benner, it was it was just you know he always he was the he was the guy that just had jokes. Like a chick Hearns. Like a chick Hearns. Like a chick Hearns. Just chick funny. Hearns. Had jokes. <laughs> had jokes. He was he was you know smart. He was witty. Quick comebacks. Like if if you joked on him, he'd fire him right back. Like he was that guy. I remember the year I got hurt, um, twenty fourteen season, when I when I was hurt. He was like, "How about you become an intern?" Because he does media, right? So he's like, "How about you become an intern?" I'm like, Fuck that! I'm about to be no intern. Like, what do you mean? Right. Like, just have a, just be an intern. Like, you come, you know, pretty much shadow me. Shadow me. So I'm like, all right, I'll do it. So you know, I'm shadowing him. I'm like, you know, getting coffees and <laughs> you know, I'm I'm you know, following him around in, inside and, and where he sits is center court. You know what I mean? Right. Behind the you know the the middle uh you know basketball stat people stuff. Um, so I sat there and watched the game. And I did that for a couple games. And then uh, he was like, how about you do like a little, you know, put the headset on it and, 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 and talk about the game. <laughs> That's awesome. So I'm like, what? All right, I'll try it. <laughs> and so I did it. And uh, man, I had fun. Like it it opened my eyes and it made me see the game so different from just from changing my seat from being on the on the side of the bench to being there and now I'm talking about it live and so he really changed my perspective of the game and from that point on I saw the game differently like I feel like the game slowed down for me and so beyond that when I came back the the following season that's why the game was so much easier like you know people like man you got better like how did you get better with such a crazy injury and it was because I, I was able to watch from the sideline and, and dissect and pick the game up differently because of that one moment wow. of of putting a headset on and talking about it while it's going on. And so, like, yeah, man, I, I'm forever, you know, forever grateful for that time I shared with David Benner. 
Send our prayer. Moment of silence for David Brenner, man. The birth of Podcast P, kind of. I mean, if he's the guy that kind of got you in the media, it's kind of full circle that you're doing this. Shout out D. Brenner. He'd love to to watch this. He's doing it for you right now, man. It's a wrap for episode two on Podcast P. Shout out to my guys, Dallas and Jackie Long. Yes, sir. I appreciate you guys. We appreciate you guys for rocking with us. And uh, there shall be more. Reminder that we're going to be having new episodes every Monday for the rest of the NBA season. Make sure you go subscribe and turn on those post notifications on YouTube at Podcast P Show. And then make sure you follow us on Instagram at Twitter at Podcast P Show. Bunky, wrap us up. Always do what you do best and that stay blessed. Stay tuned.